Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Dublin Tech Talks. Um, as always, brought to you with the support of Icon Accounting. As you know, Icon are a service provider for professional contractors uh, operating across the island of Ireland. I'm joined today by Heidi Core, who is a an advisor to early stage businesses and medium enterprises, both for her own independent consultancy work and as part of the team in Dublin BIC. And we're going to talk to Heidi today about um, support um, available. Um, and what people should be thinking of if they want to take that idea that they've had and, and bring it to life. Yes. Heidi, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, so I've just briefly mentioned that you're an advisor through your own consultancy work and also through the work at Dublin BIC um, to early stage businesses, but also medium enterprises, I guess. Is, um, you know, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background and what it is that, you know, an advisory service can help people with, especially in an embryonic phase maybe when they're just trying to you know make their dreams a reality okay thanks thanks very much david for having me um yes my background in a very brief overview comes from being part of a founding team in the uk and at that time we had to sell what looked like uh marble hard slab mattresses for about 1800 sterling at that time so as you can imagine, that was a pretty tough slog. So the grounding was in hard sales. Mm. And then we grew a business from about six staff to 100 staff. And that then led me, I had to then, I decided to take a psychology degree just to basically simply understand all these people and what they were asking about and how to best manage. So I suppose the majority of my um, advice and guidance that I give is very much based on endless mistakes that I made and mm. obviously when you make those mistakes you have to stand proud and you know say listen I messed up there and this is what it was based on but now I understand this and this is why I'm doing that mm. so that led me to then sort of moving across to Ireland with my husband so in Ireland I started about 20 years ago with Dublin Bit and Dublin Business Innovation Centre promotes and predominantly works around helping and supporting entrepreneurs become investor ready accessing finance mm. we also manage the guinness enterprise center and we work a lot with corporates and and the local communities mm. so predominantly for the last 20 years i have been helping uh, startups at various stages whether they come in with an idea whether they're looking for 600k funding or whether they've then moved on to seed funding and, and mm. access to 10 million so it's basically the message from that is no matter where you are on your journey mm. with your idea and you want to turn that idea into reality, mm. we can have a chat with you and we can help you, show you and guide you and signpost you along the way. Do have, do, are most of the kind of support that people reach out about, is it about commercializing you know, the product? Is it about securing the finance? I mean, is that predominantly where people think they need help? And in your experience, you know, is that, you know, perhaps missing a trick and there's there's a lot more support and advice that people should have about the business end to end? I, I, I think the first thing that when you, when you decide you, you want to become an entrepreneur, it is something that is inherent and it is like a, a burning desire within you. And mm. um, once you've made that decision, it's then the next piece of reality really is you are literally having to look at yourself in the mirror. That means um, seeing grey hairs. It means seeing <laughs> anything, any flaws that are there. Mm. It means that you have to take it on the chin and you have to kind of 
get a real hard skin to be able to differentiate when somebody is talking to you about your business you have to be able to put a different hat on they're not talking to Heidi Heidi called a person mm. they're talking to you about your business idea so you have to kind of step one make that differentiation it's not you that somebody is feeding back on mm. so if if you are looking at getting advice and you literally just want somebody to agree with you then you know that's a bit of a wasted effort. When you mm. are looking, genuinely looking for advice, we give, predominantly at Dublin Vic, we give what we call tough love. And that is, we'll listen to what you say. There is no such thing as a bad idea. Mm. It is, what we do is we ask the questions of you so that you think for yourself, how is this gonna work? How am I gonna make money? Can I make money at this? Mm. Is it viable? And at what stage do I then look for money? Because the one thing that you can't do is, is the first thing is think, well, I need funding for this idea. Mm. You, have to, you have to take some of the hit yourself mm. and you have to step outside the building and you have to go out there and find potential clients and do your work and find out what is the problem that your intended idea is actually looking to solve. Mm. I guess like with the, you know, with the development of technology, the barrier to entry for a new market or an existing market rather with a new product is lower than it ever has been. Is, is the, the pace of, you know, a return, you know, less forgiving than it was in the past is more expected now? Is that the trade-off? I think, I, I, I think pre, pre 2020, should we say, it was always really, really important to have a very good, compelling value proposition so what mm. is a value proposition a value proposition is you have to be able to articulate in one sentence literally um why my solution is going to help you and your business and what benefits it's going to give you mm. what then happened in in 2020 is everybody became extremely time poor insofar as everybody was firefighting and in, in those initial months you know, we were all like the rabbits in the headlights and we didn't know kind of quite what to do. Mm. So if you were looking to work with somebody and trying to talk to them about what it is that you have as a product, no longer did you have to have a strong value proposition. It had to be laser sharp mm. and people's attention span kind of dropped from even 30 seconds to unless you're telling me in 10 seconds, why mm. I can give up the next five minutes talking to you. Um, you, you know, you were on the back foot. So your, mm. your value proposition really had to become very razor sharp, polished and very mm. smart. And you had to let them know straight away how and how you're gonna make this easy for them to onboard whatever it is that you're asking them to take on board. Mm. In your experience, you know, is there ever a case where you don't need an advisor for that extra little bit of knowledge or that different perspective. I mean, do businesses succeed on, on their own steam or do you, do you see a kind of a, you know, a relationship between those that seek out external ideas and those that don't? Okay, there is a, there's a very famous saying out there and it is a team is more than a, a, a you know, is more than a sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. And it's a very powerful saying because even the most experienced entrepreneurs, and we have, we have quite a few here in Ireland, even the most experienced entrepreneurs will surround themselves 
with a complementary set of people that mm. have skill sets that they are really the experts in. And the key is to then ensure that those people that you have around you feel empowered to make decisions. You cannot, you know, a good chairman, CEO cannot micromanage. There has to be that cutting of the umbilical cord. You know, the trust has to come into its own right. You have to trust the people around you because mm. if you're asking them to do something, they are at the end of the day are only human too. So they may make mistakes, but that's okay. It's really no big deal. It's mm. how you then resolve and you react to those mistakes. So, you know, the one thing you should never be afraid to make mistakes. Mm. In fact, it's probably the best training you'll ever get. It depends how big they are and at what stage, I guess, though, right? Catastrophic um, errors can be pretty unforgiving. Yeah, so so the idea is you do try and make them early on. You, don't, you yeah. don't obviously want to make them once you are a branded brand. But mm -hmm. then in the early days, you know, you're not. You're, you're, you are that startup. So it's okay to make mistakes. Mm. But it's the relationships that you have with potential clients or, yeah. you know, the people that you're looking to sell to. Mm. You have to establish really strong relationships with them. And, you know, give them that confidence that they can genuinely feed back to you. Mm, that makes sense. And I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, like trying times, pandemics, financial crisis, they, you know, they often bring a lot of worry and stress and, you know, people can find themselves in a situation that's beyond their control. But on the positive side, they can often be a catalyst for people making a change and, you know, jumping into something that, you know, they've perhaps been considering for a while. So if, if you know if if um, if we think about people in a situation like that, they they see a problem that they think they have a techni a, a technology solution for. So it's really embryonic. Like what what are the the first things they should really th be thinking about to to understand whether or not this is an actual business? The, the first thing that they should be thinking of is looking at who they're talking to. Are they talking to the people that actually make? The decisions in that particular sector where they're looking for that product to go mm. are they actually trying to sell um, a complete solution when maybe just to get the product in it could be that you offer an aspect or a module of that product just to, to ease the onboarding of the technology mm. so it's very much it really is very much client-led and customer-led mm. and working mm. with those customers because, you know, I've heard, you know, I've had a lot of people that come up to me and say, oh, you know, we're looking to fundraise. We need 450. We need to build this technology platform. And I think after I, I kind of pushed my jaw shut, I kind of said, well, <laughs> OK, what, what, what's the minimum that you, you can get away with? You know, what is the absolute yeah. ugly basic minimum that you can put in with those clients that you're working mm. with? And, you know, if those clients... Um, you know don't respond to that core basic that you can put in with them mm. then they're not really clients that you're going to end up working with because there are a lot of people you know there's a lot of clients not so much now because nobody's got the time but previously you know there were people that, that would look at everything and and get to get ideas from but mm. now you know it is it's not really the case now and then i guess in terms of you know if you have investors or people who've, who've supported the business one of the things i think people often find fascinating is some you know really high profile tech brands you know pretty far along their maturity curve you know for an early stage business lots of customers but there's no no revenue no reported revenue anyway so i mean how how you know laser is the focus on the return and how quick do people expect to 
you know, to see a return on the investment that they might make in a business? Okay. Um, that typically depends on, on the sector. We, you do tend to find whether it's the med sector, um, you know, that you will, it will take a lot longer to actually mm. generate some revenue in, in that particular sector. So those are the kind of companies in the medical devices where investment is made prior and you have, you know, the Science Foundation Island and mm. you have a lot of, you had a lot, have a lot of support, whether it be through Enterprise Island, their commercialization funding, you know, there is a lot of support out there to build out the tech for, mm. for those kind of businesses. Um, if you are looking, and I, and I always say that there's different kinds of pockets of money. There's government money, and that would be what you get from the local enterprises and Enterprise Island. Mm. Then there's family money that you get from your own um, circle of whether it's family and friends. Mm -hmm. Then there's what I would term sector expert money. And that money you may get slightly easier uh, because they know exactly where you're going and they can see the opportunities within that sector. Mm. And then there's what I term strange money. That's like if I, you and I meet for the first time and um, you know, I'm asking you for 300,000 to, to invest mm. in my business. You have to speak in different languages to each of those different investors. But at the same time, you, you need to show them all that, that you know, there is a plan there and, and there is an execution strategy. And they then have to have the confidence in you and your team that you're going to execute it. I remember from speaking before, that was something that you raised that, excuse me, a lot of what you do is helping, you know, people sharpen up their, the, the language and message to deliver the type of message that, that, you know, a different audience might want to hear, be they on the investment side or whatever. I mean, is, is, do you think is that the biggest blind spot people have? I, I think it's like anything. It's like learning another language. It's like when mm. you are in that investment community, you know, especially if you're coming from a, a background, whether it's technology or medical, um, you know, you, you get things like term sheets, you get value proposition, you get, you know, what mm. traction have you got? What, what's the validation that... So you're getting lots of different terminology that may not necessarily have been something that you're familiar with. Now, that doesn't mean mm -hmm. what that means is you've just got to explore that journey a bit and, you know, embrace it and, and say, oh, OK, you know, that, that's the language that is used. And that is they have a particular expectation of what they want to hear. So mm -hmm. it's just how you then adjust your story and simplify the language you know quite often i'll say just imagine you know there's a group of aliens just landed and you've got to explain what you're doing <laughs> you know i have had incidences yeah. in, in 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 my timeline where i had somebody come in with a business plan that was a hundred pages long and after three meetings and four <laughs> meetings i finally kind of got to understand what it was that they did and they came on they went on to be extremely successful so it's just it's just where mm. you are at. There's no right or wrong. It's just the journey that you yeah. as an individual are prepared to take. But that's where you're going back to, you know, if you lose the ego and seek out support, you're way, way more likely to succeed, right? If you if you listen to all the war stories, and there's many of war stories that, that are available to us here locally, mm. um, the key things is always look for somebody that is six months, 12 months, 18 months ahead of you. Sometimes it can be in your sector, but don't be afraid from to, to talk to somebody that's outside of your sector 
because sometimes you know you don't want to do what's always been done either mm. so it's kind of balancing um and you then ultimately have to be, be become the judge as to whose advice and guidance you're following mm. because the worst thing you can do is actually have about 20 advisors and everyone's slightly telling you something different mm. so you have to identify who you feel you can relate to who you feel you can work with you know we me Heidi Kaur is probably quite known for being quite direct, quite bold. So if you are sensitive to that, don't work with me. Um, however, we do get results. And I've worked with some amazing, outstanding companies that are out mm. there right now. I mean, we mentioned war stories, not to get into names specifically in brands, but what what's, would you see as the most successful project or interaction that you've had? And why did you enjoy it? And why do you think you know, what you brought to the table really helped the, that particular business? I, I think what happens, um, we can become quite insular in what we're working with. Mm. I think the other thing is that sometimes if you talk to people that you know quite well, they have a little bit of a fear factor that they don't want to upset you and they don't want mm. to critique you and they can see how hard you're working. Mm. Whereas when you're coming to somebody like myself, that, that is my role. That, you know, if I don't do that, I'm not doing my role correctly. Mm. I've worked with the likes of Alan Coleman, who, who sold off Brightbill for, um, I think it was about in excess of 50 million. I've worked with Brendan Nowd, Learn Upon, who mm. has just secured, I think, about, um, about 47 million round funding. I've worked with Connor Loughlin, Glowfox. Leonora O'Brien, Pharmacord, they were all an absolute delight to work with. And the reason mm. they were a delight to work with um, was because you could see they would take on board what you were saying. So then when they came back at the next meeting, mm. you could see that they'd slightly adjusted what they were writing. And all of them are extremely humble individuals. And Every time somebody walks in, say, uh, when, it, when it was we were all still working with people in person, <laughs> when anybody came into the office, um, I would always look at them and I, they could possibly be the next person I have on stage interviewing for a war story. So mm -hmm. I always look at everybody's ideas as massive opportunities. Mm -hmm. And our desire is just to help them. We have no hidden agenda other mm -hmm. than to help them. Good. So there was a couple of questions that came through the group. We've kind of worked through a lot of them, um, but you've touched on that there in terms of, you know, um, kind of, you know, first meeting, second meeting. How, you know, is there a, a formula for how often people should be meeting with an advisor or is that led by the complexity of what they're trying to do and the subtleties of where they are in terms of their maturity? I, I think uh, you, you answered the question there. It's actually completely led by mm. um, the person that is seeking the advice. I have worked with some companies and we've every week for about 10 weeks, we've kind of had regular meetings and we've ended up then the end result is they are then presenting to the likes of the Halo Business Angel Network Forum. Mm. So they wanted that and they there was an urgency there. Others, you know, when they come into us, sometimes they have to go back out into the market to do the market research. Yeah. Now, when, when that happens, then, you know, you can wait sometimes two three months before mm. they come back in so it really it really it can be two three meetings 
like um, Graham O'Rourke from a Afix sticks out in my mind here because he he just wanted it done and he wanted his investment. And mm. we just flew through that. And Afix Software is an outstanding company. Mm. And, mm. and, you know, they got their funding and it just worked. It just worked. But mm. it is very much, it, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. You've got to be able to wear this hat that will take on board the feedback. Yeah. Absolutely. And differentiate it to you, the individual person. Mm. And then just to, like for people who don't really understand the model. So with Dublin Bic or with yourself, if, you know, they have an idea, they've formulated a solid business plan, but they don't have customers yet. They don't have revenue. Is support available to them? And how is that paid for? If, if you, depending on, depending on the business that you have, but there is support available to your, from your local enterprise offices. Your local mm -hmm. enterprise offices they have mentors that are available and they can work through an idea. They have ideation workshops. So there's there's lots of really early support mm. that is available, as well as any, you know, there are some funds and grants that they may be able to avail of. Dublin BIC tends to work very closely with Enterprise Island. Yeah. Um, we also run a number of the programs. So we, we run a program called Enterprise Start 2. So if somebody just has that idea, we, we help them formulate a framework which will enable them to take it to customers. And then we say, we'll come back to us once once you've you know, got those customers. But all of that, there is no charge. There mm. is no charge for that at all. Good. So people should reach out, get in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, if, if, if it's a, a, a no for whatever reason, we won't, wouldn't ever say that, but we would say, well, listen, this is where you need to go mm. and then come back to us when you've worked with a couple of clients or you have mm. a product or you've formulated some idea. So it, it's always a yes and, and maybe come back later. Thanks for that, Heidi. So just, I guess, like in summary to, to kind of wrap it up, um, you know, an awful question to ask you, but if you were to like distill it all down and just give somebody you know, some advice, whether it's taking their business to the next level and getting ready for that big jump or an ideation phase, getting ready to, to put some shape on it. You know, what's what's the, the big number one lesson? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the number one lesson really is you've got to have you've got to have an understanding of the type of customer that you are selling to. And you've also got to understand how they make their purchases, how mm. they buy, and who makes the decision. If, mm. if you do that, then, then you're on that road. You're on that road. You have to take calculated risks, so you do have to be able to take a calculated risk. And as long as you can explain to yourself why you're making that decision based mm. on what risk, then it's okay. And it's okay if it doesn't work mm. out that way, then you'll look at how you can do it another way. So it's it's just that ability and not being afraid to talk and reach mm. out to somebody like me that is totally, there's no hidden agenda other than mm. to ensure your success. So be sure to reach out and talk to somebody that can do that because it can be very lonely. And we are like a bit like a sounding board. And, and mm. that's what we do. We never say, oh, you did that wrong or you can't do that. It's well, yeah. What what is you know what is your thinking behind that? Why do you think mm. that's right? Right. So and I get, yeah. yeah, I guess you know that in that way people are going to learn, right? I mean, you could just correct people's mistakes, but there's no learning opportunity there. Great. Well, look, thanks for that. If people do want to reach out, they can find you on LinkedIn or or go straight to the Dublin Bic website. I guess that's the best way. 
absolutely dublin vic.ie uh, and startup inquiries and we're there great well look thanks so much Heidi. it's always a pleasure to talk to you i'm sure we'll talk again yeah you're very welcome thanks thanks, thanks. David. thank you so thanks Heidi for um that really insightful um you know work through of of all of the support that is available to people i think the message loud and clear on that is if you have an idea reach out to uh, people like Dublin Bic and Heidi and, you know, you can get some really solid support and hopefully, you know, just take that idea and, um, and you know, take it where you, you would love it to be. Um, we're going to keep going with the online um, interviews and bite-sized content. We're also back doing virtual meetups until such a time where we can all get back together again. I know everyone enjoys that the most. Um, so if you want to just go to the um, meetup.com page, Dublin Tech Talks, um, you can join the community or you can keep an eye on our LinkedIn page for notifications about this type of content. But we will see you again uh, shortly. <laughs>